Young Academy Groningen presents Humans of Rug. My name is Koen Schuiling, Mayor of Groningen. My name is Karen Prous. I'm the Operations Manager for the International Welcome Center North. Humans of the University of Groningen. Your hosts, Sonja Willebeek. Hi there. And Lisa Herzog. Hello. From the Young Academy. Humans, Humans of Rug. Find the podcast at humansofrug.nl or in all the common podcast players. Let me first ask you what your own relation to the Rug is. Is there a particular episode that first comes to your mind when you think about it? Yes, <coughs> I thought about a question, but what I recall uh, many times is uh, I think I was about, well, let's say, 12 or 14 uh, visiting my uh, grandparents who lived in uh, Groningen and then I was cycling on uh, Broerplein and I saw all those students uh, on the stairs of uh, the academy and then I decided that's what I want to do. And you did, right? <laughs> I did, yeah, I, and also to uh, the University of Groningen, I studied law and uh, well with uh, a lot of pleasure and I uh, liked it very much. So Karen, you work at the Welcome Center North. Can you tell us what it is and what you do there? Certainly. The International Welcome Center North, or Welcome Center for short, is a one-stop shop for internationals that live in Groningen, Friesland and Drenthe. It is where they can get their formalities done, have any answers to questions, information, referrals to reliable sources, And also they can enjoy uh, becoming part of the events and activities that we offer. We have had about 150 different nationalities come through the Welcome Center over the years. In this podcast series, we explore different facets of the university through the daily lives of the people who work, study and interact with it. Today, we take a slightly different focus and look at the university from an outside perspective. How does the university integrate into Groningen and what does it contribute and how has it changed the region, the northern Netherlands? So, um, how would you say does the Rug contribute to Groningen? How would it be, how would Groningen look like without the university? What is the, what is <laughs> yeah. the interaction? Well, uh, it's, it's hardly to, to understand what the city of Groningen would be when there wouldn't have been a university or a Hans Hogeschool. Because actually, although the city is very old, almost a thousand years old, uh, uh, the, the population, it's almost the youngest uh, city because uh, we have at about 70,000, 80,000 young people going to our university and it's a big influence on the cultural life and theaters and uh, cafes of course and uh, uh, well it's a it's a lively city and it's a lot of to do with uh, all those students and and what's also nice from my uh, perspective of course is that when i have a very difficult question uh, it's only uh, two steps away from uh, the city hall and then I go to university and ask is there someone who can solve this very difficult problem for me. Oh, that is interest uh, interesting. So you leverage the knowledge of the university also for your own, uh, for the policy making? Yes, in uh, many ways uh, on the social field. 
and uh, law field, of course, because sometimes you have questions. You, you need to have some expertise how to deal with it, what interpretation of the law is. Uh, and also in the recent period with uh, COVID, uh, with all the measures we took, we realized, of course, it would have a big influence on the well-being of people and inhabitants and young people and uh, people going to schools, etc. So we asked the university to uh, focus on that as well. What what are what's happening in in uh, in our society in in the social well-being of people uh, when we are taking all these measures for COVID. So in different different um, aspects of my work, uh, we work closely together with the university or Hans Hogeschool. And just as a person who has known Groningen and its vibes for a while, how have you seen uh, the city change in terms of you know internationalization, just like on very low levels? Maybe there's new restaurants, maybe there's no um, there's new new cultural things happening? Well, when I uh, studied uh, myself, we didn't have so much uh, uh, students from uh, other parts of the world, sometimes German students or French or Italian. Now we see a lot of uh, students from Asia, for instance, or other parts of the world. And the number of students uh, have uh, grown in a very fast way. Well, I think when I studied, uh, so this was uh, 1980, uh, we had at about 30,000 students, and now we have a lot more. And you see it in all, all kinds of ways, of course, uh, new restaurants, uh, new, new cultural events, etc. So this is, I think it's very attractive. Well, when we first came here, it was 25 years ago, so it was quite, quite different back then. Um, we were one of the few people um, who had an international background. So uh, the HR didn't know what to do with us, which was a plus and a minus. Um, not much was in English. Almost nothing was in English. Um, I used to stalk people on the streets here when I heard English because nobody spoke English on the streets. And now you hear 20 different languages. Um, but the university, I think, has changed quite a bit. It's really catered to internationals. It has developed um, not only the Make It in the North and the Welcome Center, but together with the city, it's put together Here and Now, which is a cultural platform that translates what there is to do from Dutch into English in the northern three provinces. It has uh, uh, supported the, the Northern Times, which is an online English language newspaper. Um, many other programs it has supported uh, together with the Agreement of Groningen, the Accord of Groningen, which is basically the, the uh, universities, um, UMCG, the city of Groningen, the province of Groningen. Um, uh, I think the Noorderport College is also part of it. So it's basically uh, an agreement between all these people to say, what does the city need, not only for internationals, but for everyone? And can we, together with all our resources, work to change that? So a lot of the communication in recent years is now in English. You can see signs uh, above the streets welcoming back students in English. Glad that you're here. 
So what are the usual problems people or challenges people face uh, when first moving or trying to move to Groningen internationals? Well, one of the first is, of course, housing. Housing is difficult anywhere in the Netherlands, and, the, and Groningen is no exception. So the first introduction to the Netherlands is to try and find suitable housing. And this can sometimes be quite a challenge. The university has done quite a bit in trying to alleviate this as much as possible. They've set up a, a website at homeingroningen.com. And on the IWCN website, the Welcome Center website, we also have a lot of information about how to find a house, where you can find a house, what the rules and regulations are, etc. But that's the first challenge that internationals face. So you mentioned that the university was one of the funding members of um, the International Welcome Center. So what is the incentive for the university to have such a center here in the Northern Netherlands? Well, all international employees, if they come from outside of the EU, need to register with the immigration authority, the IND. Uh, the closest IND office is in Zwolle. So it could be that you have to go once or twice to Zwolle in order to collect your card or to give biometrics. And then you also have to go to the local municipality in which you live to register. And this all costs quite a bit of time and confusion. And the university wanted to make this um, smoother for people that were coming here and have this one-stop shop idea of the IWCN. So not only can they get all their formalities done in 20 minutes, but then they can have all the questions answered that they have about working, living, or studying in the North. That is also our, uh, after the formalities part, that is mostly what we spend a lot of our time doing. And how does the university integrate into the rest of the businesses here? And um, how did the Welcome Center kind of, you know, help them to, to grow and become an attractive uh, region? Yeah, well, alone the university couldn't have done it and alone the companies couldn't have realized a welcome center so it was only by combining both the companies with the government and the universities the knowledge institutes and wasn't were, were we able to realize a welcome center um, once the university decided that this is something they wanted to be able to offer their international employees uh, and the gemeente Groningen agreed then it went quite swiftly to set it up so they were a major driving force in uh, helping us to get this done. Um, and they're also a major funding partner of the Welcome Center as well. So I myself come from the biotechnology sector. So I work at uh, FSE and I see a lot of innovation um, happening in that sector. So how do you think the science and uh, new technologies has contributed to the region of Groningen to make it grow, to make it maybe more attractive within the Netherlands for young people? Well, that's very interesting because uh, health and um, the digital um, aspects uh, of doing research are uh, very relevant in uh, Groningen. It's one of our key uh, issues uh, to deal with. Um, so energy is one of the issues in which the university, Hans Hogeschool and other uh, uh, Other schools are very much involved. Health and biotechnology uh, are, is also an aspect. And of course, climate change and agriculture. And these combination, uh, biotechnology and um, uh, the, the climate change, for instance, and the, the impact of climate change on uh, agriculture, the combination of it uh, is, is very, well, let's say, 
ongoing process in which we have to invest a lot of money together with the university, Hans Hogeschool. So biotechnology and uh, what you can do to improve while climate is changing, for instance, is a very relevant aspect. In academia, people talk about the two-body problem of finding two jobs for two people in a couple, maybe one in a, in, in a university, the other one in a business. Is that also something you do at the Welcome Center? Uh, well, we don't find jobs for people, but we do tell them how they can find a job. Uh, we give tips about networking, um, other companies that are specialized in this sort of field uh, we can give referrals to. And also together with the university and many, many other organizations, I think about 30 different organizations, a project called Make It in the North was set up. And this is a, a website where it's a job portal and information about all the companies that work internationally and have international employees in the north. The jobs actually are there for the most part, but the companies have difficulty finding the people and the people have difficulty finding the companies. And that's why this particular platform was set up to try and connect the two. So, and then on which levels do you interact with the researchers? Is it more that you talk to the university board or given I'm an assistant professor, if I wanted to know coming from, like I'm, I have an international background, coming to the Northern Netherlands, I want to know what, um, you know, problems are happening. Yeah. Is there someone I can address who, you know, works closely with the university in uh, in in your department? Yeah, uh, I've been elderman in the city as well uh, in the period 1998 uh, to 2006. And this was the time when we had some huge discussions with uh, Hans Hogeschool, uh, the university, and also with um, the UMCG, so the Academical Hospital. And um, we realized that it wasn't this wasn't the way to talk with one another. So uh, we made an agreement uh, of Groningen in which the RUG, so the university, Hans Hogeschool, the two hospitals and the middle schools in, uh, in our region uh, are involved. And we see one another uh, once in a six weeks, the boards of the city, the province and the uh, research institutes, etc., to talk about uh, what issues do we have to solve uh, in uh, many aspects. And um, because of this, this is quite unique in the Netherlands that the city council uh, and all the other institutions on research and education uh, have a regular... Um, regular uh, meeting once in the six weeks. This is quite unique and it makes it also very easy just to give a call. Do you know someone who knows something about this or that? Uh, or I have a student asking me this or that, uh, someone who can be helpful in, well, etc. So we have a very, very easy way to talk with one another. Do you have maybe a concrete example of an initiative that already came out of these uh, like very close connections? Oh, there are uh, uh, so many um, uh, because, um, for instance, uh, when the university needs students 
to have uh, some, um, uh, let's say, to work in uh, our uh, council, uh, it's very easy to to well, to do it. Uh, and also what I already elaborated, uh, when we have some s specific questions, uh, we can go to the university or Hans Hogeschool or whatever, uh, and making programs or f uh, uh, well to to do it. And now, because of the earthquakes uh, we ha we face in uh, our province, uh, we got uh, one billion uh, euros of uh, the government uh, to make speci spe specific programs for uh, research. And to make these programs. We uh, we have meetings with the university, uh, and these programs faces on all the aspects of education and research, etc., etc. Um, and this is what we uh, we do. Very close relationship. Yeah, you just mentioned that um, Groningen has changed or grown in terms of biotech and startup and maybe innovation. So why do you think that is? Is there like an influence of the university? How you know? How, what's the strategy to to attract people here and to make the region grow? Yeah, that's that's definitely one of the focuses of the university through through campus Groningen and other startups and incubators that even in the last five years have grown enormously in numbers. So the focus of the regional and the national government has been on also entrepreneurs, people who want to start their own company, be self-employed, um, and there's a lot of help for them to do that. There are specialized work and residence permits for people that want to get uh, a permit based on their startup or being self-employed. Um, there's lots more um, resources. There are companies and organizations that help you start your own company. So I think that is one of the ways that the Netherlands is trying to get more people to work. So when you think about the interaction with the university, so Kuhn, the mayor of Groningen, just told her that they are more talking on like the upper levels, like board of the university with the city council. With whom do you talk? Like on which level do you kind of like interact with the university? Well, we talk to the employees and family members of, of the people themselves. So we get all the questions of like, help, I'm looking for a job. What can I do? Uh, how do I begin? How is it different from my own uh, company? What are the resources I could use? So we spend a lot of our time uh, giving answers to those sorts of questions one-on-one -on, -one on a personal level. In addition, uh, the business manager for the Welcome Center, Michiel Castellain, is employed by the city of Groningen. Uh, for economic affairs. And so they also try to get projects such as the Make It in the North project going to uh, address the needs of people at that level. So I think at every level we're connected to the university, either by through the people that work there or through the decision makers at the university or to the city who are also trying to encourage um, this type of entrepreneurship. And there we have Stichting Connect International, which organizes different events and activities to connect internationals to each other, to the city, and also to Dutch people. Because one of the things internationals like to do is to meet natives, not only to improve their Dutch, but also to learn more about the culture that you're, that, of the country you're living in. Do natives also want to meet internationals? 
Some of them do, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say 100% of them do, um, but especially people who have maybe lived abroad or have some sort of experience with internationals in the past, they're a little bit more receptive and open. Um, I think in general, Dutch people are, are very friendly and welcoming, but they will be more reserved in that they not, won't necessarily go to you and introduce themselves. You would be expected to go to them and introduce yourself. So it's a different sort of perspective. And we actually offer a Dutch customs and culture workshop of like an hour and a half or two hours to explain some of the global differences in, in culture between Dutch culture and wherever they may come from. And that's generally very well received because we, we give it with a lot of humor and examples and people can really recognize situations in there. Are there sometimes also tensions and are there situations where outsiders dislike something about the Ruch and you as a mayor then have to go and tell the university that some things don't work so well? Uh, no, we, we had tensions and this was the, the reason we uh, signed the agreement in 2005 already. Um, because everyone can imagine that uh, the university, for instance, needs space in the city. Um, our academical uh, hospital needs space for all kinds of things. And we have these facilities uh, near the center of the city. So there's always a discussion, what can you do where? How many students can we uh, give a good apartment? What quality do you want to reach, etc., etc. So these discussions We do have, but there's no tension in it. It's always looking for the best solution. And um, for instance, uh, making our campus on Zernike uh, is a close collaboration between the city council and the university. So it takes huge investments. Uh, and then we have a meeting and thinking about how can we make a success of this campus. What other campuses do we need in the province or in the city uh, to make um, a long life learning curve possible? So people go from the middle school to a campus, let's say in Winschoten or Appingedam or Delfzijl or around the city. And then uh, they want to go on a higher level Then they go to the uh, city of Groningen. And so we talk about it. Where do we plan? What kind of things? Business people want to have security about all their investments. The university wants to have security. So we have to give them that security. That's what we plan. Yeah, I think here in the north, there's uh, because there are so many students and so many universities, um, it's one of the areas where the, the student population and the, the university has a larger influence than, for example, in the Eindhoven region where there's more international companies or larger international companies. So the proportion of people working for universities or working in companies is definitely uh, different here in the north. There's more for the universities. That, I think, changes the region because you have a lot of young talent that is that is hungry and looking for ways to stay here um, most of the people we talk to enjoy living in the north that like to continue being here living here working here um, so looking for jobs is very important 
and making it livable in terms of being able to feel connected. But do they find the jobs? Do you find do you have the feeling people, you know, get what they're looking for here or what type of jobs are It depends uh, on the job type, I think. There are certain areas that are the focus um, of the North. So that is uh, chemical industry, energy, ICT, uh, food and agriculture, biotech. Um, what else? That's, that's awesome. That those are some of the stronger sectors here in the North. So um, each of those, of course, will have marketing people, finance people, business people that they will need. Um, but unless it's an international company, it might be a bit more difficult for an international to find a place uh, in, in that sort of situation because there are a lot of Dutch people that are also trained. So in that sense, if you're looking for a job, the best piece of advice I can give you is to also try and learn at least a little bit of Dutch because that will make your life easier on all levels. Can you tell me about your own experience? <laughs> That took a long time. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a beta person, a science person. I'm not good at languages. So um, the first six months, I decided just to listen and do a little bit of studying on my own. And that didn't work well at all. So then I started taking courses and I learned. But what I really learned was when I started working and I had to communicate in Dutch. That's when you learn Dutch the best. Yeah. So when you're really forced to. I think that's really difficult for me as an international at FSE where all the processes are in English and everyone speaks so well. I think that also like is something outstanding for Dutch people. They speak very well English. And yes. then uh, it's almost like learning a foreign language in the country you're living in. Yeah, absolutely. And what also helped was once I made uh, Dutch friends. So then I told them, don't speak to me in English yes. anymore. I'm <laughs> only going to speak Dutch. Yeah. And, and that really helps as well. And then as soon as you start thinking in the foreign language, thinking in Dutch, then um, you also understand the culture better, which is very yeah. interesting. I remember I got a button to put on my shirt from the International Welcome Center, which said, Spreek Nederlands mit mij. Yeah, yeah, it's a great <laughs> talent center. Talent center. <laughs> yeah, that's what we gave out from the talent center, those okay. buttons. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But doesn't always work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So I think I think that's definitely a, a challenge for some people, and it is. Yeah, it is still. It has the university has international allure, but it still draws 80% of its students from the region. And not only from all of the Netherlands, but actually from the northern part uh, of the Netherlands. So, um, but they're still coming, and they're coming in record numbers. So the university must be doing something right. So the Ruch and the city council of Groningen are allies. Yeah, very closely, and because it's also because uh, our uh, personal relationships are very, uh, very good. I think there's every week I have uh, a close meeting or a call uh, with Jauke de Vries, uh, the board manager, and uh, well, the other, other, other uh, Hans Hogeschool, etc. as well. When you look at the future of the Rug and Groningen, what are the most important themes where this collaboration will be needed? Well, I think uh, most important is, um, uh, first of all, of, of course, to have this close cooperation um, and to strengthen it every time and to realize how important it is uh, for, um, let's say, the results are that 
everyone knows they work together. It gives security and um, security of all the things you want to do. So this is the basis, and the basis is all right. Uh, secondly, when you look in the future, you can think of the main issues you have to work on in a couple of years to come. It has to do with climate change. It has to do with um, uh, the salt coming into our lands, so the change of uh, our agriculture. It has to do with energy. It has to do with health and biotechnology. It has to do with energy. So these are the main issues we have to work on. Then we have the national program to invest on. And these two things has to come together and has to, to be the focus on uh, our research and, um, uh, and also in the, um, in the learning curve for everyone from middle school to the university and everything in between. This is the most important thing because when you uh, can give clearness about what you invest on, other companies will come as well. And it's relevant because uh, we see the climate change, we see the effect on the climate change uh, in uh, the Groningen province, in the northern provinces as well, so we have to, to work on that. And this is relevant as well because uh, in the world, 70% of the people live in a delta. And all the things we learn from this is also relevant worldwide. So we can export uh, everything we learn from it to other parts of the world. When you have a, sea, a rising sea level, this is what you can do about it. So this is uh, very relevant uh, for, let's say... Um, 70% uh, of the world population and, and, and feeding them and uh, keeping them uh, healthy. Uh, the combination of digital infrastructure and uh, uh, let's say medicine and all the other things. Uh, so the, these are the issues we are, uh, we are working on. Okay, I think we... We have run out of questions, but if you want to add anything or... Well, I would like to say to people that are thinking about um, either joining the university or, or coming to the Netherlands for other reason, um, be prepared. Read a lot about the culture. Um, adjust your expectations to reality. Because when I, when, I when I came here, I thought, oh, windmills, wooden shoes, canals. I'm going to get you know a huge house on a canal and I will be able to cycle everywhere. And that wasn't the case. I can cycle everywhere, but it took a while to get used to that as well. Um, you should adjust your expectations to, to realistic. You're not going to learn the language overnight. It takes a good six months of really concerted effort to feel comfortable saying a few sentences and maybe a few years after that before you can really be considered fluent. So realize that and give yourself a break. It's not an easy language to learn. It's only very few places where it can be spoken. Um, so... 
But if you really want to stay here and you really want to integrate it, it's worth the effort. Well, thank you so much, Karen Prowse. You're welcome. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks, Kuhn, for uh, this nice conversation. Yes, thank you for listening to this episode of Humans of Rug by the Young Academy Groningen. Be sure to tune in to the next one and please subscribe for free on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, for example. All the best from Lisa Hertog. Thank you. And Sonja Billebeck. Bye-bye and thank you.